our book at hand for today is a book of Yuval Noah Harari, a New York Times bestseller entitled Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. Nay, this book is an encyclopedia of history. Don't let the reviews, recommendations from Bill Gates and the top bookshelves of bookstands fool you. It's a bestseller and sometimes I don't understand why. I remember how I read in a random tweet stating that Yuval Noah Harari just copied history, summarized it, and sell. Although he is a real historian, don't get me wrong, he have all the credentials a person requires to write a book. But for us ordinary citizens of the world who consumes a writer's madness, we should be realistic that not all these things are of our concern. For this podcast, since I had read this book a couple of months ago, I feel obliged to discuss to you my personal understanding of this claimed masterpiece. The book is thick and heavy because of the glossy paper used. I cannot carry this in my bag in order for me to read in coffee shops, but I remember reading this while I was on my flight back home for about five hours. My father just recently died and this book was my comfort because it is devoid of emotions. That's what I thought. I was reading this during his wake as well and with its purely informative tone, I think that or I thought that it could help me forgot my bereaved feelings. But my father was a reader too and the early days of my life was remembered with both of us reading in the front porch. So, anyways, back to the book. It's divided into four parts. The Cognitive Revolution, first part. Second is Agricultural. Then third, Unification of Mankind. The fourth part is the Scientific Revolution. The book has pictures and illustrations. It will make you less bored. Yeah, like a pic of Pope Francis is there, illustrations of maps and a pic of Cristiano Ronaldo in underwear. If you had not loved history when you were back in school, then don't stress on getting a copy. But if you do not know history, I think it would be best to start with this book. For those who have free time to think of their existence, go start reading one paragraph at a time. You'll never know at the end of your lifetime you had reached also the part about the end of Homo sapiens. By the way, there are two books written by Harari after this, the Homo Deus and 21 Lessons of the 21st Century, both I have in my ebook library and I haven't opened. The book takes into consideration the major historical events in human history as stated in the parts it is also part psychology because it discusses why men and women think the way they do those times as well as as all books written by phd holders there are theories and research added to support the claims of the author but the important lesson of the first part of the book is in how humans were the culprit of extinction of many species in Earth. There is a message of history that humans need to know, and that is, we are causing environmental damage even before. We may be the smartest of all the species, 
but we are cold-hearted and selfish sometimes towards things that are abundant or of less use to us. How many thousands of species that were excavated or discovered by paleontologists that are non-existent today? And how many more species are endangered as we speak? In part two, the agricultural revolution, it says that there is no evidence that people became more intelligent with time. Truly, people did not become more intelligent with time. I believe in that. I don't know with you, but even if my ancestors or grandparents were never educated, I do not think that I am smarter than they are. I have been educated, that's all. Also in this part of the book, you will find the pictures of Barack Obama. That is why it became the best book of the year. I'm just kidding. But the charming president did recommend this book. Part 2 takeaway note is men are lucky. It says in page 159 that history of gender is so bewildering. There's a lot of passages where the author tries to unravel while male-dominated in the first place. Men had been viewed in our history as the people who always started violence. Page 159, according to Yuval, quote, What we do know, however, is that during the last century, gender roles have undergone tremendous revolution. More and more societies today not only give men and women equal legal status, political rights, and economic opportunities, but also completely rethink their most basic conceptions of gender and sexuality. Though the gender gap is still significant, events have been moving at a breathtaking speed. Well, yes, I still think until now that gender is confusing, especially of the emergence of the LGBTQ+. It just gets more confusing. Part 3 is the unification of mankind. For those interested in religion, Yuval made a summary how each popular religion had started. It was mainly a discussion on Christianity and Buddhism. I think he was into Christianity more because in his bibliography, it says that he is a professor in University of Jerusalem, where we all know Christ was born. What would interest you perhaps is that the fact that many years ago, the agricultural revolution seems to be accompanied by religious revolution. Or maybe it won't interest you at all. Anyways, the history of money as well is discussed in here. And yes, in history, it has made life easier. But there is truth to the saying that money is evil. We worship money. It's all agree to that most of us trust people because of money and when they run out of money we also run out of trust Um, maybe that's why i trust my parents because they have money 
part 3 favorite passage is in page 237. According to Yuval, quote-unquote, every point in history is a crossroads. A single traveled road leads from the past to the present, but myriad paths fork off into the future. I even wrote this in my journal because I find it pretty. Part 4 is the scientific revolution. So we're moving now to the present. What comes to my mind in scientific revolution is Einstein or space explorations or the Big Bang Theory. Truly, this part, you'll realize how far is the present from the early times. Magellan circumnavigated the world in the 16th century, that is year 1520-something, and it took him and his crew three years to travel. But he never came back to Spain. Some of his crew did because he was killed in the Philippines. That's what people get when they travel to places many centuries ago who doesn't have a visa or passport. But today, greetings are everywhere for travelers and they only travel for like 48 hours in plane to circumnavigate the world. The reason why it's so hard to contain a novel virus once an outbreak started. Since part 4 is the last part, it is also the longest part. I almost wanted to skip the topic on capitalism because I hate economics or any subject that ends with S, which is not actually plural. But I think that the chapter or the part 4 had unfolded into a good conclusion as Yuval said in page 347 to 348, quote, Most people throughout history lived under conditions of scarcity. Frugality was thus their watchword. Today, we buy countless products that we don't really need, and that until yesterday, we didn't know existed. Shopping has become a favorite pastime. Religious holidays, such as Christmas, have become shopping festivals." Unquote. We are living in a better world, as Yuval puts it. We live in a better, better world. We are living in a peaceful era. There were extreme violence in the past. And for all we know, we can sleep sound in the night knowing that we are not going to be slaughtered in the morning. Moving forward to the conclusion, which is kind of depressing because it talked about human happiness. To talk about human happiness is depressing for me because there's no absolute science behind it. And to think that it's all about biochemistry and that no amount of money, social status, and beauty will bring us happiness if we don't have these biological hormones like serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin would make you wonder what really makes a happy life. Were our ancestors, who were deprived of internet, happier than us? Are we a generation 
of happy people. So we'll wrap up this podcast because the story of human existence is a long way to go. To sum up, the book begins with presenting the history, but it's not up to anybody, not even scientists, I tell you, to tell what will happen in the future. Robots, aliens, genetic manipulations, no one will know. Life goes on for us, humans. And if there is one message the author wants his reader to remember is that even we, homo sapiens, are powerful than ever before. We need not be irresponsible. We should not create havoc on our fellow animals and in our environment just to seek for our comfort and satisfaction. That's it. That's our book podcast for today. We're done with Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. There are so many praises for Sapiens. It's a book list best book of the year. One of the Atlantic's best books we read. And one of Bill Gates' 10 favorite books.